0: Well, we are glad you're here this evening. Uh, For our visitors, Preacher has the young people on Wednesday evenings. So you've got the off week. Brother Steve, I did uh, catch Brother Steve. I was on my back last week, caught him, and I saw where Brother Gary gets to switch songs. You know, and I was watching, I thought, wait a minute. You don't like that song? Oh, this is what. So. Anyway, I get back to leading the singing. We're going to just sing what I want to sing. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. So, Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Yeah. Well, it is good to have you, everybody here this evening. Lord, if you would, please turn to uh, Psalms chapter 91. We're going through just looking at different uh, chapters and uh We've looked at several of them. You know, Sunday morning, preacher only left me with uh, 15 minutes. So I've still got Sunday morning's lesson plus tonight. So uh, we may be here for just a little while. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Y'all can breathe. I just really i am just kidding. But our, again, we are looking at just, you know, taking some. It's nothing new. You've may, you've probably heard most of the things that we 're going to look at tonight at one time or other, if you've been in church any time at all, you've probably heard preaching, teachings on Psalms chapter 91. but we're going to go we're going to look at it you know, and uh, look at some things here in Psalms chapter 91. Let 's pray, Father, thank you for the evening. We thank you for loving us. Thank you that we're here. Lord, uh, thank you for Victory Baptist Church. We thank you for our preacher and his family. Pray you continue to meet their needs. Thank you for the visitors that we have this evening. Lord, uh, pray you bless them and watch over them as they travel. And Lord, uh, we, we do thank you for them stopping here. And Lord, just pray that you'd be with those that are sick or those that are uh, afflicted. Just pray that you would meet the needs in their lives and Lord, uh, that your will would be done. Continue to help us, Lord, to Lord, as we heard the uh, mission letter, Lord, help us to intercede and pray and lift others up. And Lord, uh, just do the things that are pleasing unto you. In Jesus' name, amen. Psalms chapter 91. The, the psalmist is in trouble here, and if you have a title on it in, in, a lot of, in Psalms, it's, it's, the, it's Abiding in the Shadow of the Almighty. And the way that we do that is abiding in the shadow of the Almighty, being saved, being born again, and being close to the Lord Jesus Christ. And get to some things and show you some things, but as I was looking at this and and I understand, I mean, it's it's talking the psalmist is is showing here that he's in trouble, and I just want to has nothing to do with this. Was share this. You know, I've uh, God's allowed me to do a lot of things, and uh, I performed weddings. I did one a couple weeks ago of a couple of Mexican young people, and it was just loud. You know, it was. It was. You know, I'm thinking, wow. The Lord's allowed me to do several weddings, and. and and funerals, but I had something today that i 've never encountered, never done and uh, I told you a couple weeks you know about a month or so ago, my closest cousin, we grew up together, we were buddies. he passed away, and uh, they had him cremated, and they called, and I went and picked up his remains today and just grabbing that little satchel that they put their remains in and things, my mind just started going crazy of all the memories. And I sat down and I got this afternoon and I looked at it and I started going back and chasing scriptures and looking at that here. Here in Psalms chapter 91, you know, that's just, if we're close to God and that's what the psalmist is talking about here our lives need to be close to god and when people get into trouble trouble comes their way i just don't understand, i just don't see how people manage to get through life without being hung on to the tel- god's threads his tel- the, the hem of his garment you know because everything we you know, we just got we just past easter the resurrection this, this Sunday and we looked at some things and some of the mighty things that God did. And to not be close to him to when trouble comes in our lives. I don't see how people, you know, survive. But here in in, in Psalms chapter ninety one, verse number one He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And when you stop and think, if we're in trouble, what better place to be than in the shadow of the almighty God? And we, you know, well, I, you know, people are like, I I'm, I'm going to do it my way. I don't need any help. I don't need that. But when you get right down to the nitty gritty of it, when you're all alone, it's just you and God and nobody else. It's not you. You realize that it's God that's that you're under the the, the shadow of the Almighty, and the, you know the shadows promise to us if we you know if we dwell in that secret place of the Most High. Most of the, you know people don't want to be in the shadow of God anymore. You know, whatever you've been called, you know, knocking on the door, Bible thumper, you know, you're just one of those religious fanatics, whatever. But I'd rather be a Bible thumper, a religious fanatic, and be in the shadow of God Almighty than to to be out in the world and try to depend upon those people around the world. What what do you have to offer? What do they have to offer? And so the, the psalmist here, he's in trouble. He's running for his life, and he wrote this. So, you know, when we get to a point where we get in trouble, where do we go to? Do we... You know, go to the psychiatrist. And and if somebody, you know, I'm not, if somebody in here, you know, I'm not. But God gives us everything in his word that we need for our lives. The problem is, as man, and if you've been in my Sunday school class or whatever, man thinks he's smarter than God. So, God, I don't need your book. I don't need you because I'm going to work this out myself. But here it, it talks about if, if, we, if he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God. In him will I trust. See, that, la- that last four words, right, in him will I trust. Most of the time it's not in him will I trust, it's in whom, whomever. Yeah, you know, people get to you know we get to a point where I, you know, God's just not strong enough to take care of this problem. Yes, He is, and the problem is, is because somebody has talked you into that God's not strong enough to do it. You know, and you're reading after the wrong people. God knows exactly where we are, exactly what we're doing, and 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 He, you know, He can He takes care of us, and and. James chapter 4 says the same. draw nigh unto God and he'll draw nigh unto you. But most people, do. if you draw nigh unto God, you're going to have to do the things that God says in his word. And people don't want to do that. They want to live their own lifestyle. They don't want people telling them what to do. I'm going to try to stay on course, not chase, you know, not chase the rabbits and things tonight, but folks, we're getting in a, a Situation in this world that I'm reading a couple of books, and I started one, and it's, and I've gotten in, engrossed in it, and I wish I could put it up and put it away and not read it anymore. Because of some of the things that are going on, in, and, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a personal testimony of these people in the CIA and what they did and what's going on. And you think, this can't be happening in America. But it is. It, so people are putting, you know, this, this, this CIA agent is, is talking to certain people in the world and they're giving him certain advice and he's thinking, wait a minute. I mean, but you need to do what, what I'm telling you to do or they're going to come in at the front of your house they're going to come to you, they're going to come to your door and they're, they're going to kill you so you, you know, and so now you know. In the, it's, it's some of the things that you know, now then I want to keep reading it, but I'm thinking this can't be happening but it did, it's true, but see when we get in trouble where do we go to? Do we go to the government? You know, everybody has their hands out. You know, take care, you know pay this, pay this. And I know you've seen it. You know, they're trying to forget all the, forgive all the college debt. You know, those, they went to college and the government paid them to go and now they don't want to pay it back, so now they're trying to dismiss all of it. Okay? See, we depend upon the government for our stuff instead of on the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse number 3. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. See, It's like, you know, you've heard this before many times probably. It's like the old mother hen. She has her chickens and and she she spreads her wings out and brings them underneath the wings to protect them. You know, and, and that's what God does for us. I'm going I'm to stay right where I'm at. You see, we're, uh, God wants us under his wings, close to his heart. In other words, God wants us to be close to him. In, in the New Testament, when it talks about John, John's the one that was close, and we talked about this Sunday. John was the one that was close enough to, to the Lord that he could hear, he could hear him whispering. Because he stayed that close to him. In our lives, how close are we to God? Can, do, do we, when we read the Word of God, and does, does God speak to us? Does the Holy Spirit say, hey, look at this. Stop, stop just a minute. Whoa, stop. Are we so in touch with God that when we're going through the Scripture, God says, look at this. Look at, you know, I want you to understand this. Stop for a moment. And I understand, you know, I've I, I told you before, and, but, I have a certain time that I sit down and I read scripture and it, you know it's the way that uh, my desk sits, it looks out and some of y'all don't know what this is, but this giant ball comes up right and it, or, you know about six thirty six forty five and it starts coming up and coming up and coming up and all of a sudden it's daylight. The sun comes right there and, and i 'm sitting there and i 'm reading and God just Puts the beauty right there of his. See, most of the time we don't want to go to the Word of God. We don't want God to, you know, well, this is where we get our strength. And if those little chicks, the chickens, you know, she she gets their chicks underneath her wings and she protects them. God's the same way. God wants us to be close enough to where when He speaks, we hear him and we know what he's having what he's saying and what he wants us to do and he's going to take care of our problems he wants to help us he wants to take care of our problems and i understand we go through some of them so we can grow and I'm, you know i'm not one of these i'm not you know that well, a big smile on my face, and if you believe God, then everything's going to be hunky-dory in your world. You're going to have a brand new car. You're going to have thousands and thousands of dollars in the bank that you can spend. You don't have to worry about a thing. God, I, That's not what I'm saying. We're still going to go through trials and tribulations, but when we go through them with the, being the, with the Lord of God and, and God being on our side, we're those chicks that are underneath Him that He's protecting. And... <clears throat> It's like, look at, and I've showed you this before, but in Numbers chapter 26. See, if we're close enough to God, we see this. Numbers chapter 20 I mean, sorry, Numbers chapter 6. I did that a while ago. It's Numbers chapter 6, verse number 25 and 26. See, if, if, if we're close enough to God and we're like those little chicks that are underneath the, the, the hen's wings and stuff and she's protecting them, we're just like we're right here in verse number 24, that the Lord bless thee and keep thee. In verse number 25, the Lord make His face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. If we're not close enough to God to know that His face can shine upon us, that we can't see it, we're not, you know, we're not walking with God. We're not there. We have to be close enough. We have to be under the protection like that, be close enough to God. You know, and what a... I don't know if you... You know, it, You see it there. You see it in Psalms chapter 31. You see it in Ch- Psalms chapter 80. And we, we, we tell you, you know, when God says it once, it's important. But when He says it three or four times in His Word, it, it's important to Him. And that's what it says, that His face shines upon us. I want to be close enough to God in my life. And please, I I mean, yes, I've got enough sins for everybody in here. But I want to be close enough to God that I can see His face shine down upon me. If you're out of the will of God and you're away from God and you're doing you're out there somewhere, you could be saved, but you're not in the will of God and you're not under that protection of God and you can't see Him shine down upon you. That's what we need to do. That's what we need where we need to be. Verse number 5, Thou shalt not be afraid for, <clears throat> for the terror by night for the, and for the arrow that flieth by the day, nor the pestilence that walketh in the darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at noontime. I could get <clears throat> a whole lot of trouble right here. But folks, God protects us. God knows where we're at. And he put it in, in his word. Verse number seven, Thou shalt fall, fall at thy side, and ten thousand, a 1000 sorry, a thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh unto thee. God's going to protect us. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. You've got your... Uh, we were talking about the, the wings. You've got your songbook right in front of you. Look at page 103 in your songbooks. Ira Sankey wrote this song. Put it to the it music. It's under his wings. And we talk about you know, being under his wings. Verse number one. Under his wings... I'm safely abiding, though the through the night the night deepens and the tempests are wild, still I can trust Him. I know He will keep me. He hath redeemed me, and I am His child. Under His wings, under His wings, who from His love can sever? Under His wings, my soul my soul shall abide, safely abide forever. Under His wings, what a refuge in sorrow! See, that's what I was talking about when I went and picked up the remains of David today. There's a refuge in sorrow. God's my refuge in sorrow. How the heart yearningly turns to his rest. Often when earth has no balm for my healing, there I find comfort. There I am blessed. Under his wings, oh, what precious enjoyment. There will I hide till life's trials are over. See, it doesn't say that... There's no... I mean, uh, this, this, is your, this is our psalm book. It's not... God, you know, it's not the, but Ira thank you, is showing here that there will I hide till life's trials are over. We're still going to have trials in this whole life. Because we have the sin nature still in it. So we're not... You know, it's not going to be some easy street, you know, just because you get saved and all things are done. No, there's, when our trials are over, sheltered and protected, no evil can harm me. Resting in Jesus... I'm safe evermore. You know, that was what a you know tremendous song. Put into you know, our he put it to words, put it to music. You know, God is close to us, and we need to be close to his presence. And <clears throat> many young soldiers in war. They take this. They take Psalms 91 because it's a protection for them. I'm not sure. You know, you read stories of World War One, World War Two. The young men take off and they have New Testaments and They've made movies out of them. New Testaments in their pocket and things like that and saved through that. They uh, preaching through them. They've got one. I forgot. We watched it uh, this past week. And uh, they were in Afghanistan, and he had these little coins that he had, you know, the power of God, and he would give them to him. and he, the chaplain kind of lost his testimony because of the things that happened, but the guys that he witnessed to came back and reminded him, hey, you're the one that set me on on the right path. You're the one that told me how to, you know, to keep my eyes on God. See, sometimes we get away, we get our eyes off of God, and we wander, but God still His word is still true. And thankful for those that are around us, you know, that can bring us back and tell us. In verse number nine, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee; neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwellings. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in thy ways. In these angels right here, there's there's two sets of angels in heaven. One's led, they're led by Michael and the other's led by Gabriel. Michael the archangel and Gabriel the archangel. And, you, and there used to be three, but Lucifer, and he was kicked out of heaven and took all his angels with him. So in the two that are Michael and Gabriel that are left Michael is the one that fights he's the fighter if you look through scripture you look in Daniel chapter 10 Revelations chapter 12 you can see where Michael's the one he's the fighter and and he's his group you know, those are the ones that, that fight for you and then Gabriel is the one when you see it Gabriel's the one that brings the message, message to people and through Scripture, you see where God uses angels to bring messages, and you, we don't. I'm not going to take the time, but you can look, and the the watch. You know, it's kind of like where He gives uh, children a an angel to watch over them, guardian angel to watch over them, and you know, an an, an angel fed a. I'm sorry, an angel fed Elijah. And then in Matthew chapter 4, verse number 11, it talks about that the angels came to minister to Jesus. So all through Scripture, you can find where the angels are, you know, come and they fight for somebody or they come and they, they have the messengers. You know, they, they bring messages to them. So that's what it's talking about. You know, God uses. For he, you know, verse number 11, For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up with their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone you know how many of us have been walking through the house or barefooted walk somewhere and you stub your toe on a piece of furniture or you're out in the field or something, and you stub your toe on a on a rock you know, you, you start speaking in all kinds of tongues you know but you know, <laughs> They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. There, you know, there's a protection when we're in the will of God, when we're around God, there's a protection for God's people that God is, He puts there for us. Verse number 13, Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under his feet, because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name, see folks, God knows our name, He knows us when we 're saved we 're born again, the Holy Spirit lives within us He knows our he knows our name. You know, I was telling you about David and my aunt passed away, and they had her we had her funeral Monday, and you go to the funeral and as Miss Cheryl and I was sitting there talking, and I told her, I said, you know, it, it's one of those that, you know, the grandparent and the grandparents, great grandparents, you know, they have the kids, then they have the kids, they had so. In my life, my you know my aunts and uncles, my cousins, you know, you, we we met on Christmas and Thanksgiving and things like that. So that one area that you you kind you, you know. Them. But after life, you get married, you move off, move away and stuff, you start losing track of all these other cousins that, are, that come into. The, there were so many little, so many cousins and nephews and second cousins there that I'd never seen, never talked to. They're still in the family, but you never talk to them. But the thing about it is, see, God's so mighty that he knows my name, he knows it's Don's name is Matt's name, He knows all of you. If you're saved, you're born again. God knows your name. God knows what's happening in your life. Think about it you know if I'm not careful, I bring God into a little bitty cup uh, gladly, and we put God right here that okay this is this is all God is he's in the, He's right here, and I've got problems that nobody else knows about. And He can't help anybody else. But That's not true. God's not that small. God knows all. He's He's everywhere. So He knows if you're saved, we're born again, the Holy Spirit lives within us, He knows our name. Verse 15, He shall call upon me and I will answer him and I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him salvation. So see here the prayer is, that is, the promise is to, to the one that walks close to God. The one who trusts for his care. Who leans upon him. Who dwells under the shadow of his wings. And when we dwell upon the, in, under the shadow of his wings, that means that we're in touch with God. That we know, you know, we, we study God's Word, we look at God's Word, and we, God gives us something. Jeremiah 33.3. 3. See, we really, a lot of people just don't grasp. But Jeremiah 33.3, 3, call unto me. That means God. That call unto me and I will answer thee and show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. I've I've told you the things that God has done for me and it's just because that here call unto me and I will answer thee. So if we're going to call on him See, that's the, the, the whole deal about Psalms chapter 91 is being close to God. Being so close to God is like we're under His wings. And so when we call upon Him, He'll answer thee and show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Because He set His love upon us. You know, we think of all the things All the prayers, all the promises that God, you know, that God has supplied in our lives. And it's not me. I've shared with you how God has just done so many things in in life. And it's just because, God, I know you can do it. So we're, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do this. I was able to supply a person's needs a couple weeks ago. Michelle Cheryl and I were at the place, and I told her, I said, we're going to take care of this. And we did. But the thing about it is, is God turned around and gave back to us what we took and helped somebody out with. So now you turn around and give it again. See, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. How can I? I can't answer it. I can't answer how God does so many things. But I just know that I want... If you don't want to be there, good, because I want to be closer. You know, I want to be so close that when his face shines down, you can look up and you can see him. That when something's going on, the trials, the tribulations, the things that we have in life, you know, our back hurting, people, Brother Ralph, sick, Brother Ed, sick. But they're still under the wings of God. And I just... I'm just excuse me if you don't, but I just believe that they are so close to God that they look up and they see a smiling face because they've put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what we have to... You know, folks, it's, it's getting bad. The, this whole world is. And... It's been bad. It's getting bad. It's done got bad. But we need to be close to God. And the way that you're close to God is in your devotion time, in your prayer time, and when we intercede for others. When we get out of the way and let God just do what he can do. And I told you I took two buses to Virginia. Well, I didn't take. I went took one. A friend of mine took one. I didn't take two two of them, but two of them went. You know, he drove one, and I drove one. And since we took those buses to Virginia, I've never had anybody on the East Coast call me about buses. I've had somebody on the West Coast, and especially in the middle, but on the East Coast, in just the last couple of weeks, I've had New Jersey. North Carolina, Georgia, pastors from those places called me looking for buses. I don't know those people. I have no idea. I mean, I said, and they told me, well, so-and-so told me this, and so-and-so told me that you're the man to talk to or you're the guy to talk to, and we're looking for this, and can you t- find this? I said, yes, but, you know, give me a little bit of time, and I'll find exactly what you need. Well, how, you know, wh- give me kind of an idea. I said, sir, I'll tell you what. I said, you go find what you were looking for and tell me what they want for it and I promise you I'll beat the price. Deliver to you. Are you sure? Because see, I know that I can call upon God and he does great and mighty things. It's not me, it's God. I'm not the one filling up those buses with boys and girls on Sunday mornings. Those bus drivers get on there and the bus captains get on there and they go and they knock on doors and they get boys and girls to come. To a church to learn about the Lord Jesus Christ. All I'm doing is, okay, God, this church needs this bus. You supply it. And then I'll get it to them. That's the that's what we have to get to. You know, I don't want you selling buses because I don't want the competition. No, I'm just kidding. Matter of fact, I, <clears throat> anybody want to buy a bus business? I'll get, you know. Anybody want to drive around? No, I'm just kidding. But see, that's what God does. When we get to the point where, God, I'm under your wings. I'm under your control. I want you to show me great and mighty things. And when I get in trouble, I can go to the God of of my salvation. And we can just stand out and talk. Nobody else. And I can tell him all my troubles. And I don't have to worry about him telling on down the line. You know what Brother Guffey did? You got just a minute? I need to tell you what Brother Guffey did. You know, well, brother, I want you to pray for me. Sure. Okay. Do y'all know what Brother Guffey did? See, we don't have to worry about that with God. God, we just pour our hearts out to Him. Father, thank You for the day. Thank You for loving us. Thank You for the evening. Lord, now as we take up prayer,